I don't have to be the person who helps you fix your life to get my needs met. Yeah. I don't have to make sure you're okay before I make sure I'm okay to relate to you. I can relate to you as an adult. In this episode, we will talk about people pleasing and how it is tied to the Asian and Black community. We diving into Rhonda Johnson's courageous story, understand how people pleasing affected her and how she is now helping women choose themselves. Be sure to listen in to hear all the details. Hello, my wonderful beasties. It's Tina, your host. Welcome to the Courageous Inner Beast. Here in today's episode, we have Rhonda Johnson, who is a business owner of Limitless Empowerment with Rhonda J. Thank you, Rhonda, for coming in. Thank you for joining us. I really yes, appreciate thank it. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yes. Um, so what is what is one courageous story that you would like to share to our audience? Um, well, so tell you more about my business and then I'll get into my courageous story. Yeah. Um, my passion is helping mainly women, but anybody who wants to learn to care for themselves, give their needs a voice. That's my passion. My passion is uncovering all those feelings that we have that make us people pleasers, overgivers, and super women, super men, super folk. <laughs> um, why do we do that? Um, I want to help people uncover that so that they can continue to help, but in a capacity that's realistic and balanced for them. Yeah. Um, so that's my story um, about, what, three, four months ago. And I've, I've always been a people pleaser, straight up card carrying member, I pay my membership every month. I've always been like that. But about, well, it's been about three or four months, I hit my limit. My mother was getting surgery. I had family over. I was just a yes machine. Yes, 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 yes. And all of a sudden, <laughs> I could not yes anymore. And I didn't know what was happening. Um, I felt guilty. I felt shame. I felt bad. What happened was the rubber band finally broke. You know, mm -hmm. I, I could not stretch it anymore. And I I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. I didn't know myself outside of that space. And so I was... You know, I just was like, oh my goodness, what do I do? So I'm in mental health. I'm actually a graduate student at Walden. So I know what I need to be doing. <laughs> and then I had to like do it. Yes. And it was just scary. And I just was like, oh my goodness, like I really need to be what I tell, you know, when I did my practicum and things like that. And as a life coach as well, I, I had to do what I told clients to do, which is what are you feeling right now? Yeah. Um, and how do you really take care of that feeling as opposed to saying yes to everybody, saying yes to everything? What's really going on with you? And so that just from then to now, I'm still on that journey. Um, and that's my story of courage because it, I mean, it takes a lot of courage to be one thing your whole life that actually yeah. benefits you, right? Yeah, You know, you feel good, you know, you feel like a champion. I felt like a fixer and a hero, but in all actuality, it was not working for me. So it takes a lot of courage to say, okay, this is not working for me, you know? So that's why I am here now. And that's, that's part of it too. Like, as I'm helping other people, I'm vulnerable and helping myself too. So it's, a, yeah. it's an interesting place that I'm in. <laughs> okay. Thank you for sharing that story. It's I mean, like you're implementing both 
yourself and also helping other women with it too. Yes. Um, do you have a time? I'm just curious, like, do you have a time where when you were going, you know, taking that courageous step, what how did you feel? Was there feelings of like any other feelings of when you're taking that step? I hope that, that makes some sense. Yeah. Um well I felt I mean there are feelings of confusion, right? Yeah. Um, because I just thought that's what I this is what I do. People ask me to do things, help them out with things. I I thought I was saying yes because I actually had the capacity to do it. Um, but when I realized that I didn't, and here's the thing, <laughs> I realized I didn't when it was like, I was stressed, man. <laughs> right. So it wasn't, excuse me, it wasn't this moment was like, you know, dang, no more. It was a feeling that I was like, what is happening in my mind and my body? Yeah. And so what I realized it was like confusion. Yeah. Um, because it's like, okay, I can't do this anymore. Then it was like, okay, now I have to actually say that. Yeah. <laughs> and act upon it. And it was really difficult because I I could just go on all day about it. Being a people pleaser is so layered that yeah. we become that to, in my opinion, to yeah. get away from certain things. So I was people pleasing because it helped me feel closer to people and it avoided conflict, right? Mm -hmm. Which is exactly what, <laughs> when you're like, I can't do it no more. That's exactly what comes in. Like, okay, you're going to become disconnected from people. And then you're going to invite a level of conflict. And so that caused a whole other, uh, try to be, um, a whole other shitstorm of feelings, right? So you're yeah. confused, you're anxious, you're scared. Um, I think also like for me personally too, like just you don't you don't want to disappoint other people. That's like, yes. that, like feeling like you sure. someone who's not gonna like you. So because yeah, no one's gonna like you if you don't follow through what they want. Sure. And mm -hmm. sometimes you know, feeling that you're a disappointment if you don't do what they like. Absolutely. And so. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'm also, I'm a recovering from people pleasing too. Right. And it's everything you're saying so far resonates with how we, we want to be a certain way for other people and to make sure, but then feeling, you know, feeling disconnected with you, avoiding conflict. Yeah. That's all under the umbrella of what being yeah. a people pleaser is. Right. So, and yeah. and I, I, I'm glad you chimed in with that. What, what, I hope that, you know, we're conveying, you know, with your Courageous Beast podcast is that these, I don't even want people to think of them as labels because when we think of labels, we think of judgment. Yeah. So that was another part of what I had to do is get out of the judgment of saying, yes, I'm a people pleaser. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, Because it's really no judgment. It's, it's how we got along in life. It's, yeah. it's. So I'm all into like different mental health theories and stuff. And one of them um, in child development is attachment theory. Um, and that's just how we attach or did not attach to our caregivers in our environment. And so there are different ways we attach to them. And these different ways determine how we um, interact with our environment. So early on before we even figured it out, some people like you and I, we learn to people please. That's how we interact with the environment. This is how we get a level of validation from yeah. others. And then we get a sense of belonging for ourselves. Yeah. Right. So when I started thinking about it on that level, I stopped the judgment part. 
And I started saying, this is a, it's a defense mechanism. And then it's a survival tactic. Um, but what I had to realize now is that I'm an adult, you know, <laughs> and I have agency. I can use my words, like real words yes. and say, okay, this is what I want. This is what I need. I don't have to be the person who helps you fix your life to get my needs met. Yeah, I don't have to make sure you're okay before I make sure I'm okay to relate to you. I can yeah. relate to you as an adult. And so that's one of the, the big things I realized too, is that we don't, we got to take that judgment out. Cause I think that keeps us from changing. Yeah. Um, if we sit there and say, oh yeah, I'm a, a people pleaser. I do this. I do that. Because to me, some people say, oh, that's being a doormat. No, it's literally how you survived. Yeah. It's how you got through life. Yeah. No, it's, I'm like, I'm like, I'm just soaking everything in your, you're talking right <laughs> now. And I'm just like, I have no words because literally I don't, it's, it's exactly that. It's where you feel like you're not allowed to do something unless someone said so first. Sure. You're sure. having that permission yeah. to letting go of that judgment like you're thinking I think for me for me personally sometimes I can't even say can I do this first I have to ask my friend my mom or whoever yeah should I do this versus just choosing to do it to change yeah, right. it to be what I want to do without asking for validations first yeah 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 that's exactly that's how exactly how I was feeling. And to an extent, I still feel yeah. is there is this level of permission. I like to not only is it permission, but safety. Is it safe enough mm -hmm. for me to go out and try these things? Um, because people pleasing to me became it's a predictable cycle, right? I mean, yes. this person asked for this. You do this. You get this desired result. As yeah. opposed to, okay, I have to go out and take the risk. Can I do it? Yeah. Um, so it's it's just very, it, it's something. Like, go, oh, ahead. go ahead. Oh, no, uh, one, you, you mentioned about like safety. Like, is it yes. safe enough to do it? Sure. I think for me in, in safety in regards to in my culture, really, it's is it safe enough to do this that whoever I'm trying to please will still love me? Right. Would they still like me if I do this? You know, yes. so it's that safety mechanism in regards to it's like, yeah, it's like you just want to make sure that you will still be loved. Oh, yeah. That safety mechanism behind that. Right. And and so I, I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, so a part of what I'm learning now is it is cultural, um, systemic and societal response, right? Because it's like we we want, yeah, we want to have this kumbaya, hold hands, we're all this and all that, but we're not, you yeah. know, and that's not saying that, oh, you know, that's a bad thing. It's that your culture is different than mine yeah. and we need to respect each other's cultures because yeah. like same way, like you were saying, there's a way to disappoint in the black culture that yeah. may be different from yours and may be the same, but our collectivism that we have, it's yeah. like, you can't step out of that though, right? Mm -hmm. So for example, in the black community, it is huge that it's like, 
um, you know, like the parents get older, you take care of them. You take oh, care yes. of them. Yes. Same thing with okay. my Vietnamese coach. That's what I was thinking the same. Okay. Yes. Hands down. Yes. And I'm all for that. Me However, too. <laughs> <laughs> the reality is, is that not everybody can do that. And again, it's not a bad thing. It's not a, it's just not, but you got to know if you're that person before that happens. Yeah. And for my culture, back in the day, that's what people just did. That, you know, they just, hey, you know, mama needs somebody to stay with her. We do that to the very end, even if it's 20, 30 years, okay? But now to me, it's like, cause I'm in that position of caregiver and it's like, yeah, but there's, there's really has to be a balance. If there's not a balance, if everything goes into her caregiving, I'm going to be given out. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not good. That's where you get, you know, you get into dark areas, you know, you just, at least at the very least, you'll be resentful and there's no need for that. But what I realized was that when you step outside of that caregiving, you're stepping outside of a whole cultural dictate as a woman saying, I could take care of mama, but I really would like some help or I really would, maybe we could hire, if you could able to hire a nurse, fine. If, if you have to sort of, you know, you get this day, you get that day, this, 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 you have to do that. But it is hard in our culture because of how we, like you were saying earlier, how we, we will be judged by others in our culture yeah. um, for not doing that. So, yeah. no, it's, yeah, it's really like whoever, if you're, if our parents, it starts to get really, they're getting old and they're living on their own before, usually it's the oldest child that brings them. Okay. The oldest child takes the mom. And then, and if not the oldest, it's either the youngest. Because usually in my culture, we have a lot of kids in between. So there's sometimes the first or the littlest. And it's really, yeah, like it's, it's just, there's just so much pressure of trying to do what you want versus them. Because like you said, even if you have, you want to be the caregiver, but you can't take the whole, the whole enchilada mm -hmm. of your, both your parents, asking for help too. In that it's hard because many people in with for us like as women we're more we're known to have to take the whole responsibility because we wow. are the more caretakers we're more like we're more prone to easily take care of our parents we already know how they are how their habits are the habitual everything to the t that we really need to ask us because we already know that our intuition just brings up like how they're supposed to be right you know and so it's just easily like that for yeah right it's, uh, yeah it's it's hard yeah it's very it's it's very difficult because you have generational clashes yeah you know um with the older generation and like how they are I had an interesting I, I don't know if I told you this in our time before this but um I was talking to my mock client for, I had a class in school. This is what got me really interested in the cultural aspects of self-care. Yeah. And she, she was black like me. And um, she was saying that, you know, she was talking to her grandmother and she was like, I just want to tell my grandmother that, you know, the buck stops here. You know, she just, 
<laughs> we have this thing. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't know if y'all do. We have this thing where there's all there's somebody in the family that's just got to tell you about yourself, right? Um. Yes. You, you, okay. okay. <laughs> it's like oh, they're, they're unfiltered. They don't mind just yes. saying whatever they want to say. That part, and I got them too. So when she said that, I was like, oh boy, who's yours? So hers was her grandmother. And so she was saying that, you know, this, you know, come around the holidays and like, it's just like, pass the turkey. Let me tell you about yourself, yourself. And so she was just saying, you know, can we stop it? Can we just, I just want to tell her just not me, not now. And it was very interesting. She was like, she passed the grandmother, passed it down to her mother who passed it down to her. And she's like, I don't want to pass it down to my kids, but I really have to level up with her and tell her, you know, this isn't that. And I'm an adult. My mom client's an adult. The grandmother was an adult. Yeah. And it was just this thing where it was like, I can't talk to her about it. Um, and I was like, well, you have to. I mean, if you want to keep going around her, you're you're gonna have to broach the subject. And so, I mean, it was this whole thing where her mother was like, No, we just learned to live with it. You should too. And what she told me, this was powerful. She said, Well, the her mother. The mother of the mock client told her, this is how, you know, she grew up, um, she's in her 90s, so she really saw the um, racism and segregation. And so, of course, because of that, she became this person and all these layers and all these walls. So she had to be that way without in society. And so she's that way within with family. And so, of course, after like 70 years of living a certain way, this is how she is. Yeah. And I thought about that and I was like, this is deeper than just taking care of yourself, especially. And that's why I'm so glad you reached out to me, especially those of us that aren't white, you know, and not to, you know, put anything against that. But it's different being in these cultural um, spaces. And you not only do you have um, pressure on you as a woman to care for others, but pressure through your own culture to do that. You know, and then, you know, because we're hitting headlong against people who experience racism mm -hmm. um, in ways that we may not ever, you know, encounter. And it makes them a certain way. And then it makes them expect something out of us. Yeah. Um, like they're just more, yeah, that just makes more like we have to put more of who we aren't already are into the world that yeah i mean everything's like it's my emotions are like like i just feel hard like because even i think you were mentioning um your mock client was saying how her grandma 70 years living like she wants to tell her but at the same time just feels she can't because it's her grandma like you know 70 years once you have your habits and everything is like solidified pretty solidified and changing of how you view things or how you did things is very hard and mm -hmm. extremely difficult with that and I can resonate with that definitely of along with you know racism and also just how in different cultures you know you mentioned about for us we're like people of color and then white people they have their own sets of um right. sets of circumstances that sometimes we just can't relate right Right. And yeah, just like we all have, each of us has our own set of issues and circumstances that it's how when we move forward with pleasing other people, it's just different. Yeah. It, it's a 
it's a tradition breaker. Yeah. And it and also has like, to be. Oh, go no. ahead. <laughs> no, it's like a <laughs> generational, like bringing mm-hmm. it's, it's in generations, like bringing it down of like grandmother, mother, and not who you are now. Right. So, yeah. Right. Because I just believe that I'm in the mental health field and I just see, you know, just a lot of, especially when we talk about anxiety and depression, I see a lot of, I see a lot of people trying to be something and do something that they're not, um, and really not being able to articulate their feelings, you know, yeah. and that's something that they've never been taught. You know, I was never taught. I it was just like, you know, happy, sad, and blah. You know, <laughs> if you're in the blah section, sorry for you. You know, yeah, I mean. It's like, oh, there's a whole spectrum in there, you know? You know, I just... And that's what... Oh, I'm sorry. I keep interrupting you. Because it's just answering right now, just right there. You didn't mention anger. Like, as as if, like, in a woman's... It's not even in a woman's vocabulary that we're not allowed to be angry about something. And it's just, like, I was just like, I'm a dad. Yeah. That's the only two emotions that we could feel. And if we were to be angry, you're saying, oh, you're being too much. Oh, right. you're aggressive. And like, just all of that in that spectrum too. It's like, right. yeah. yeah. So if that's what we learn in our family of origin, why would we embrace those? Right. Why would we? How could we, right? Because it's like, if I say I'm tired, right? Like, I'm tired today. <laughs> yeah. I would get, what do you mean? Or I'm tired too, and what? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Which to me, um, it's just a thing where you like, but dang, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Like, yeah, you're tired too. Okay, well, I guess I shouldn't feel that way. And I don't know about you. For me, I didn't realize how invalidating that was, you know, because it's like, okay, I mean, I'm talking about me. I, I mean, okay, we tired together. That's not a good <laughs> thing. That's not great, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 crazy, but it's sort of like, to me, what what I want for women definitely and women of color especially to get out of this it's a badge of honor to take on my problems and everybody else's problems yes even if you can't here's the thing even if you can't even if you know the solution to everybody's life and everything like that that's great that's still not your place it's just not it's not your place this other person you're carrying on they're probably an adult they need to learn responsibility and you need to learn boundaries ma'am yeah (laughs) you know you need to stop yeah, like we can't keep enabling other people to just continue their behaviors just because you want to protect them and you also you love them, you care for them. But sometimes give bring that back, bring that energy back to you because you need that as well. Because right. yeah, because like you said, everyone is adult. Like in your in our lives now, everyone's practically an adult. They are able to figure out. Everyone knows what is going on in their bodies. They just not right. want to do it. And or right. maybe there's or there's just a lot of conflicted feelings and thoughts that they're trying to go through. Mm-hmm. And it's good to support them, but you don't have to take all it all of it on you to yeah. do everything for them. Right. You don't. I mean, because yeah. one of my mantras is, you know, they're over there snoring in the bed. You up here wondering about their problems. You're trying to figure out their problems and they sleep. Yeah. <laughs> they are not thinking about it. They they're good. And you sitting here like, oh, okay, I can't speak for anybody else. That's what I used to do. Foolishness like that. I'd be like, what? 
And I'm thinking they, I mean, drooling on a pillow. They are just, they chilling. Yeah. And I'm trying to solve their problems and help them. And yeah. I had to get to a place where I was like, no, like I, whatever you're doing, you know, because here's a funny thing. Once I stopped looking for permission, I saw other people come to me like, oh, that, no, you don't need my permission. Say so. None of that. Please take yeah. that on yourself. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. you know, and once I realized I stopped worrying about what, are, what other people going in their lives and doing what I needed to do, it just, it lightened the load. And I actually found that I could create the interactions I wanted, mm -hmm. you know, without being so heavily involved in other people's lives and telling them what to do. It's just, it's too much. Yeah. We can, it's like, you do you, I do me, and then we'll just go this on this path together. That's in it. our own thing. Yeah. yeah. Let's just hope it works. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. All we hope is not. to hope that we, you know, do it together for a long yeah. time. Yeah. Definitely. And so uh, this uh like this conversation has been so great. Awesome, awesome. Me too. Yeah, this is this is good. And I and I want to thank you again for bringing me on here and bringing up the cultural aspects. I mean, I think that's so important. Um it's just it's it's relevant. It's relevant. Yeah. It it really shows the nuanced reasons why we as women have so much trouble focusing on ourselves when we really need to. So yeah, thank you. Yes, yeah, like you said, sometimes we forget since yeah. we're, we're always focusing on someone else yeah. all the time. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. Thank you so much, Rhonda, for yeah, taking this time and just speaking on this episode and um, how how would you want our listeners to support and stay connected with you and your work? Awesome. Place? Okay. So um, I have a podcast coming out. I don't know if you can see my little shirt. It says The Self-Care Revolution with Rhonda J. Um, and I'll provide the YouTube um, uh, link for you because I haven't gotten it up yet. <laughs> but that's coming. <laughs> okay. We're all in and support. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then, of course, you come on. Yeah. Be a guest. would be great. And um, I have a virtual workbook coming out called The No Guilt Guide to Boundary Setting for People Pleasers, Over um, Givers, and Super Women. That's all the stuff is coming out soon. And so the podcast will start off as a companion piece for that workbook. Um, so again, I'll provide you with links and everything to share with your listeners. Um, you can find me on Facebook. Um, just type in Limitless Empowerment with Rhonda J, R-H-O-N-D-A-J-A-Y, one word. And just come join me. I try to go live <laughs> many times a week. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I really try to uh, keep tabs on everybody. So yeah, that's how you can find me. Yeah. Okay. Sounds great. Thank you, Rhonda. Thank you so Thank much. You. And um, thanks everyone for listening in. If you enjoyed this podcast, please follow the um, please hit the follow button and see new episodes every Tuesday on Creators Interviews. Thank you for listening in. If you enjoy our conversation and would like to get connected with Rhonda Johnson, please look in the description and show notes for more information and the link.